Yo quiero fluir hoy como el Espíritu Santo lo ha puesto en mi corazón. Yo voy a ir en inglés. So tenga paciencia con lo que me está traduciendo. Yo fluyo en inglés mejor. Y hay cosas que a veces quiero decir y no las puedo decir. Pero mientras tanto vamos a buscar en nuestra Biblia Santiago capítulo 1 versículo 12 hasta el 21 James chapter 1 verse 12 to 21 if you don't have a Bible find somebody that has a Bible open it up if you need a Bible wait please assist them with Bibles amen I want every youth and every adult in this building to be on your feet unless you have a medical condition and if you do we're going to pray over you that you be set free amen Santiago capítulo 1 versículo 12 al 21 James 1 chapter 12, 21. y vamos a estar hablando And we are going to be speaking enfocarte Amen. Amen. vamos a leer blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved He will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow in wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Amen. Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity of gathering here today. I pray, O oh God, that your word will be fulfilling us according to the way that you have planned. That every soul will be in tune, Father, dear God, to your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can all be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Y'all look so beautiful today. Bellos. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yo soy el único. James Santiago teaches us nos what God expects from us, lo que Dios de not what we make up. No lo que hacer. We interpret the Bible according to our lustful desires. En de noso, con 
But the Bible Pero la was made fue hecho as a book of instructions como un libro de how to live como vivir accordingly en to God con Dios. will. Studies show that the common arguments los estudios dicen que muchas de las discusiones que tenemos hoy en día los argumentos que tenemos es basado Dinero, money, niños, children, y celos. And jealousies. Tres Three de los argumentos más grandes of the biggest arguments que hay en las familias, that occur in family, en los individuos, with individuals, en las iglesias, in the churches, en la sociedad, in society, es dinero, is money, hijos, children, y celos. And jealousies. Otros estudios señalan que lo, la, la gente que están casada argumentan 2,455 veces al año. 455 times a year. Arguments between couples. My question is, how many of these people are believers? Because the study said that it was made up based on the average person. El estudio enseñó que este, eso fue basado a través de la persona de la persona. So we have a problem. So tenemos una problema. Many of us come to church Muchos de nosotros venimos a la iglesia seeking God buscando a Dios with wrong motives. con motivos incorrectos. We want to manipulate God for our favor. Queremos manipular a Dios para nuestro favor. Because as human beings, porque como seres humanos, we want to be right. Queremos ser correctos. All the time. Todo el tiempo. We can never admit our shortcomings. Nunca podemos admitir cuando somos mal. We always want to be right. Siempre queremos ser correctos. We argue about everything and anything. Discutimos de todas las cosas y de cualquier cosa. For no reason. Por razón. The base on that Basado en eso, is the enemy es que el playing behind the scenes. Jugando and many believers today y hoy cannot understand no that you are falling away que están from what God has called you. De lo que Dios te ha You're fighting a battle that God never intended for you to battle in the first place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So you're a victim of your own ignorance. Because sometimes we don't want to look for help. We want to look for reasoning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Some of us are dying to prove people wrong. But guess what? The other person ain't waiting on you. Because you're your own dilemma and your own problem. You're stressing something today about someone else who's actually enjoying life right now. You're getting old and ugly over nothing. Let me tell you something. I started to grow gray hairs. A crecer pelos gris. Canas. Bear with us. Amen. Bear with us. Amen. How many people here speak Spanish only? Lift up your hands. Can someone sit next to them? This, they can interpret to them just for today so I can flow. Anyone can sit next to them. Amen. Thank you, Sister Melinda. Appreciate you. Yes, we do. Give her a round of applause. Those, you got your interpreter sitting next to you? Amen. I'm going to flow, okay? Studies have shown these things. And most of these things are based on asking a question and seeing a result in, 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 in return. Now, studies have concluded that most of these things happen because of poor communication. Every argument starts because of poor communication. And today we are seeing a generation that doesn't communicate at all. Everything they do it through emails and texts. Meaning there is absolutely no human physical contact. Meaning that it brings the argument or the miscommunication even greater. That poses a problem for the believer. Why? Because God is trying to get you somewhere, but you're not getting that way, that place because most of your relationship is based on yourself and what you think of yourself and not of others. Meaning that you're your own liability. Now, the book in Jane teaches us how are we supposed to live as believers here on this earth. There is an ethical living based on the gospel of Jesus Christ, not based on your gospel. The ethical, biblical gospel that God has called you to live is for you to be productive. Meaning that everything you do has to show life. Your marriage has to show life. Your relationship with your kids have to show life. And some of us are afraid to admit that that's not the case because we always want to be right. The house is falling apart, but everything is okay. You are an enemy of yourself. And today God wants to show you that there's a way out. First of all, you need to admit that there's a problem. Admitting takes a lot of courage because there's a lot of prideful people in this world, especially believers. Believers are the most prideful people. They take so much pride on everything that they become arrogant and they forget that they're supposed to be productive. 
Your life is based on what God has called you, what to do, not how you want to do it and how you're doing it. Amen? Amen. So there's two fundamentals that the book of James stresses. The first fundamental is personal growth in your spiritual life. God demands for you to grow spiritually. You cannot continue to talk the way you're talking and think or believe that things are going to change. Change begins within. You can dress good. You can smell good. But who you are will be revealed during the times of trials and tribulations. And some of your trials and tribulations are just getting a chicken sandwich at Popeye's. Why the damn everybody got to come in this place at this time? We give the enemy legal moral right over our body and then we want God to cast him out. The Bible teaches us that the fruits of the Spirit come through the Spirit of God. My question to you is, what Spirit is being downloaded to your Spirit? Why is it that we don't have joy? Why is it that we don't have love? Why is it that we don't have patience? Why is it that we don't have meekness? What are you downloading to your Spirit? You cannot demand what you ain't given. And if you don't like what you gave, check what you given. If you give attitudes, you're going to get attitudes. If you give love, you're going to get love right back. Amen? Amen. The second fundamental, social sensitivity. And that's defined as the personal ability to perceive, understand, respect the feelings and points of views of others. If you want to be productive, you have to be sensitive to the social world around you. I stress this point. You're not who you used to be. So why is it that when others are struggling, you become impatient? God was never impatient with you because if he was, you wouldn't be living. God would have smoked you a long time ago. You would have been the next chicken sandwich in the spiritual realm. So we must understand that God has called us on a mission and we are to fulfill that. The problem is, is that we're not focusing on what God has called us to do. We're losing the focus because we're focused on things that we shouldn't be focused on to begin with. Like right now, people are focused on what they're going to do after church. I got news for you. Who was to say that there's life after church? What if today was your last day on this earth? You have to live like today was your last day. And if today is my last day, I want to go to heaven because I already experimented hell on earth. And I don't want hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So my life has to be a reflection of who God is. And the only way that that's possible is by me submitting me to God. We want everybody else around us to submit, but we don't want to submit. When she changes, I change. When he changes, I change. That doesn't work that way. Maybe you're seeing the person or the problem 
from your lenses and not from the lenses of that person. Or especially from the lenses of God. Because if you see them through the lenses of God, you see mercy written all over them. Because when God died, he died for all. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You could win others by your conduct. Many of us believe that we're going to win others by sending emails, by sending flyers, by sending invitations. All of those things are good. But let me tell you something. The greatest testimony that you could give someone else is yourself. It's yourself. Have you ever been around people who think they know it all? Those people are annoying. They know it all. They've been through it. They can never sympathize and sit down with you and explain to you or even have the courtesy or the passion to love on you because they know it all. They've been, just because you've been through something doesn't mean I'm going to go through that. My results are different than yours. I can appreciate a compliment. I can appreciate an opinion. I can pre appreciate a counsel. But there's people that no matter how much you try to talk to them, you cannot give them anything new because they know it all. You know what I call those people? The Alpha and Omega. Wow. How can you expect for God to use you when you think you know more than God? And you say that you don't, but you reflect it in relationships with others. The love of God is reflected by his characteristics. And the Bible says that the first characteristic of God is love. Love. If you want things to change and you want to refocus, learn how to love people. Amen. The person who won me for God was a very patient person. Because I was very, very outgoing. I, I, I had my, I, I, I was a devil in disguise in more ways than one. And God blessed this person to work with me. But one of the reasons why this person won me over is because they took out time to listen to me. You want to win people over? Listen to them. When people open up, they're giving you access to their heart. But like you know it all, and you want to fix everybody except yourself, you ruin the relationship that God brings to you. People unmask themselves by them talking. Let them talk for a little bit. Let them talk. If they up to something, they're going to tell you. They won't realize it because they're talking. But you listen. Amen? Give God a round of applause. Come on, please. And you say, Pastor, how do you prove that? When you look at James chapter 3, verse 13, it says that you are to be of good conduct. Meaning, in other words, as a believer, you have to keep yourself at all times from what God has called you to do. You have to self-invest. If you want God to use you, you got to put in some time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You might see me here today, but one day it might be you up here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But I didn't just come up here because I look good. 
I didn't come up here just because I was picked by some random person. No, I was put up here because I allow myself to be instructed. I allow myself to be taught. I had learned how to bite my tongue. I had to learn all of these bad behaviors that I try to manipulate in the ways of God. I was trying to have things my way. And God, shut up, sit down. You haven't been here but in about a minute. I'm about to speak to you. And when I allowed God to speak through me, through his servants, God started forming me, designing me, keeping me, and bringing me forward to what he has called me to do. And there's still work to be done. Mm -hmm. God is never done with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, today, we look at ourselves and we look at some of these statistics and and what the studies have shown. and, And one of the major arguments was about money or finances, kids and jealousy. When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ into our personal life, he now reigns in us, meaning that there's new management in our lives. The dilemma is that we don't like the new management because the new management doesn't do things the way we do things. You see, we have been accustomed to be cheating and wheeling and doing all kinds of things, and the kingdom of God is a kingdom of order. Meaning that we have to put all things in its place. Amen. Amen? I know some of you own a house or live in an apartment and you look for your apartment or your house to be nice and clean and neat. That's not always the case, especially if you've got about a few little... Bellas. What are we talking about my God's child? Bella is saved, sanctified, purified, sealed, healed. She is productive. Amen? God is good. And and we think about, we, we, we have this idea, we have this concept, and we say to ourselves, man, when I get home, I, I want to find my house the same way I left it. That's not always the case. And what happens when we come to a house that is completely in disorder, and it's not left the same way you left it. What's the first thing that comes into your mind? I'm about to catch a case. Because the first thing you think about is busting a few of them in the head. Amen? But that's not the answer, and that's not going to get you nowhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what God is teaching us That if we want to receive in return, we must demonstrate. Okay? So this is a way that we can use this analogy to better our lives and not be frustrated and refocus. If they don't wash the dishes, you ain't washing the dishes. (laughs) Mommy, there ain't no milk in the fridge. Hallelujah, holla God, because God has spoken through you. How you going to go get that gallon of milk? We lead by example. And the problem is that we don't. We want to have ownership over everything. We want to have control over everything. Because a sinful nature is to be in control of everything. God has not called us for that kind of life. God has called us to be followers of Him. Meaning that you're subject to His Spirit. I used to be the believer that I always used to plan ahead or think ahead. That can work against you. 
Because when you plan ahead all the time, that means that you're not subject to the change of the spirit. So if things don't go out the way you want them to go out, you cancel what God wants to do. So I learned to submit myself by every time I step foot out, out of the house, I say to myself, God, I'm under your submission. Please remind me that I am under your submission. And the first thing that I run to is a traffic jam. Instead of cussing and fussing, knowing that it's not moving anywhere soon, why don't I take that time to worship him? Or take that time to reflect? Because the rush of going nowhere shouldn't cost us everything. But many of us open doors that God has shut because of ignorance. Every situation produces an opportunity. And an opportunity brings change. But if you're the type of believer that wants to micromanage everything, let me tell you something. Not only you're going to be a frustrated believer, but you yourself are going to be a victim of your own. Of your own. Of your own. Life. And if you don't admit that, you're always going to be stuck. Amen? So James here presents to the church and to us, how are we to conduct ourselves? How are we to shine in the midst? Now, first of all, we need the Holy Spirit to, be, to download itself in us. For example, James teaches us that we are supposed to have a practical and ethical focus on a spiritual left life rather than doctrine. If you want God to teach you His ways, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to have His way with you. I have learned some of the most powerful lessons about life by allowing the Holy Spirit to be in charge. Having the Holy Spirit be, better said, in order to have the Holy Spirit be in charge of you, you have to give it all. You have to surrender. One of the things that is really hard for a believer to surrender is their attitude. Man, we get mad over nothing. You know that Massachusetts is the leading state in the country in road rage incidents. I see people all the time flipping me the finger. I'm abiding by the rules. I'm abiding by the lay. But but the saddest thing is when you give in to that. That's sad when you give in to the way others want you to give into. And, and, and some of these things unfocus you, unwind you, and take you to a place that you shouldn't be in the first place. When people flip you the finger, bless them. I had an incident when somebody told, gave me the F-bomb. They pulled up next to me and they said, F you. I said, bless you. And they turned around and said, what you said? I said, bless you. They were so dumbfounded, they didn't know how to react. <laughs> Did he just bless me when I told him to go F himself? I reversed the curse. I'm not going to give in to you. I'm a child of God. Now, that forever might have changed that person's mentality. 
because they never thought that someone was going to turn around and not feed into them, but feed in them. We need to learn how to feed others. Amen? Now, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 14 through 16 says that many are led by the Spirit of God. Many, not all. In other words, a few. Selected. The ones that choose to. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you've got to surrender yourself. Yes. And that begins with your carnal nature way. The Spirit of God cannot dwell in a divided soul. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like you living in a house that's divided. Some of you are living in a house right now that's divided. Nobody is following the rules. You hear what I'm saying? They're not hanging up the towels. Let me tell you something. Wash your own tiles, dry your own towels, and keep your own towels. And when they don't have no towels, guess what? There's some newspaper here that you can wipe and dry yourself with. Lead by example. Amen? If you want to see change, you have to look within. What am I doing or what am I allowing? Many of us are allowing the enemy to have a fiesta, which you can't translate that because that's one universal world. He's having a fiesta with you, and he's manipulating your emotions and your feelings, and you are a prisoner of you. There's never peace in this house. Why? Because you don't establish peace. I'm good at drawing people next to me, and I'm good at getting people away from me. Amen. When I want to get someone away from me, I start humming. Because the Bible says that when you create a joyful noise, the demons have to flee. So whatever's disturbing that person that's trying to disturb me, I begin to hum. And they go crazy, and they have no other option but to get out of my way. You see, I create my own environment, even at work. But some of you are subject to your emotions that when people get away from you, you say, well, what did I do? It's not what you did. It's what you avoided. Sometimes it's better to be left alone and be in the process where God can equip you, mold you. You see, sometimes it is good and it's necessary and it's also good for us to go through the desert. Because if we don't, how are we going to react to the temptations and the trials of life? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So James is saying, and, and, and also the Apostle Paul is re-emphasizing what the Spirit is. Now the Spirit of the Lord has come upon us not to bring fear, but that we be subject and children by adoption, by the faith of the seed that was planted in Abraham. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we are reaping the benefits of someone else's faith that came before us. And the Bible said that was Abraham, the first man who is accounted as the friend of God. Because by faith and obedience, he saw what God promised him. We model that. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many of us model things that we shouldn't be modeling, and then we get mad at the results. Stop hanging out with people that are not going anywhere. For real. Like those that commit to going to the gym with you and don't show up, stop following them. We got on Monday. And Monday they come and they don't, they don't, they don't even call you. You know what I'm saying? Ah, man, I deleted your number. I'm already at the gym. When you see me, I'm going to give you envy because I'm going to be the envy of what you wanted to do, but you chose not to do. Because in reality, faith works by works and works by faith, meaning you have to put in some action. You got to put in some work. Stop hating for the brother that looks better than you and start doing what pertains to you. Amen? God, let's go. Give him a round of applause. Come on, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 and 16 says that the Spirit himself bear witness that you are his child. I don't need people to tell me that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I need the approval of the Spirit to begin with. Now, why do I say that? Because some of you take the negative report of people that try to manipulate you. You hear people all the time, I thought you was Christian. How come you ain't coming over to help me? I ain't gonna help nobody that ain't helping themselves. You want me to go over to your house and help you clean, and then I start cleaning, and you're like, Bendito de Hasuayi. Leave what there? You called me to come help you, and now you don't want me to help you. I don't have time for that. But when we are led by a spirit or emotion, we are subject to that, and that brings frustration. And before you know it, your light is dimming, you're, you're falling away from the ways of the Lord, you're getting away from God, and before you know it, you're back in prison. From the prison that God set you free. When the Spirit sets someone free, they're free indeed. Let us remain free. That's why when someone prays a spirit off of you, or someone comes and prays over you, it is your responsibility to follow up with that. People, every week, the millions of Christians all over the world pass up to the altar. They're delivered, and before they can even celebrate, they're bringing in the demon back in. If God set you free, He set you free indeed, clear. It is your responsibility to remain free. So the things that I used to do, I no longer do. But I strive for the things that are from above. So if God wants me to be a certain way, then I must know Him. I must get to to get to Him. And the only way that I can accomplish that is by allowing the Holy Spirit to be the one that teaches me that. Amen? Amen? Yes. So if these studies are right, then we must do something about that. Now, three things that the study brought out that were made was the finances. We can all say at one point or another, we have gotten over arguments over money. Okay? And and, and most of the reasons why we get financially in debt is because we're not seeing where our money is going or how we're spending our money, better said. Amen? Uh, you know, one of the things that kills me is that when, when you go out to dinner, people order what they ain't going to eat. 
I tell people, if you go out with eat with me, you better make sure that you order what you're going to eat. Because I ain't paid for that. Uh, are, are you hearing what I'm saying? You better clean the plate. Clean it up. Clean it up or I'm going to clean you up. Amen? Or you put it in a doggy bag or, or you take it home. You, 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 you heat it up another. But most of the reason why we're in that is because we're not watching where our money's going. Many of us are paying for services that we ain't using. We got a Netflix account, we ain't using it. We got the Redbox getting, getting movies. Redbox or Netflix, which one? Uh, are, are you hearing what I'm saying? These are the things that suck you up dry, that suck everything out of you. And before you know it, you're in a financial crisis. Now, if your goal is to get out of debt, I know that the Spirit is capable of giving you the resources that you need to get out of debt. But are you willing to follow what the Spirit is teaching you. So the Spirit might tell you, don't waste here, don't do this. But sometimes those habits are hard to break because as people, we want to contradict what's right for us. I remember a few, about a year ago, about two years ago, I went with one of my spiritual sons to go look at some suits. And I put one on. And he said, Pastor, I look a little tight on you. And I got offended. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. But when I got home, I saw that bread laying in the counter. And I said, oh, man, a cup of coffee, some butter, salami. But then I thought about the soup. And I said, I rebuke you, devil. I'm going to go fit myself in that suit because I'm going to prove something to myself and that person that told me I look tight. And I did. A few bites later, I did. But I did. We take criticism for what it is. But in reality, we don't look at criticism for what it really is. When so when some sometimes as believers we have to learn how to make things personal. And what I mean by personal is by taking the attitude that you're gonna do whatever it takes to make it better. Not to be revengeful or, or, or be a person that, that wants to prove someone wrong with the wrong intent. No, prove it to yourself first. Amen? Amen. So Romans chapter 8, verse 13 says the apostle Paul says. Put to death the deeds of the body that you are living in. Put to death. Now, what are those deeds? Pride, jealousy, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uncleanness. Yes. It's time to clean your cars, your closet, your shoe closet, your makeup closet, your toolbox. Because the spirit of God is the spirit of order. That's right. You see, we want to see change, but we don't want to do anything to change. And the Bible talks about unclean spirits. Mm -hmm. Unclean spirits come over people who are all over the place. That's why we got to get organized. I remember one time I asked somebody for something. They went in their pocketbook. They pulled out everything, even a gallon of milk. <laughs> now I don't know how I'm exaggerating. It wasn't a gallon of milk, but you know what I mean, you know. We Spanish people like to exaggerate things. Amen? And I said to myself, my God, 
I wonder what else I could find in there. And they had the nurse to tell me, you'd be surprised. Because I don't even know what's in my pocketbook. I said, golly. As funny as that sounds, when you're in a, in a situation or a jam, your feelings and emotions are going to get caught up and dictate your character and your action that you won't even start cussing over something that you created yourself. That's why I simplify my life. If I don't need it, I throw it away. Pastor Millie and I are good. No, she's good at throwing things away. I like to hold on to things. Then she has a reasoning and an excuse of why she threw it out. She was like, you didn't need that. How did you know that I didn't need that? So you know what I do? I throw her stuff out. So like, what happened to my brown lipstick? I threw it out. Why? First of all, I didn't like it. And second of all, it was huge. Call a bag of more. Amen? God is Pride, jealousy, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, idolatry. Everything that you idolize before God becomes an idol. Many people don't come to church because they clean their house. That's your God. Many people don't come to church because they clean their car. That's your God. Many people don't come to church because they just got married and they want to be completely in their honeymoon. Their honeymoon has to last over a year. That's your God. Go shopping. Go shopping. That's your God. You'd be surprised how this is a major issue here in America. You see people in lines over a pair of sneakers. You crazy if you see me out there. You ain't even gonna see me out there black fighting. I'm gonna be home because the same specials they're putting at 3 o'clock in the morning, they're putting them at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna be fighting nobody. I'm going to get my special. But what I'm saying is we become ignorant of those things and we don't realize that those things become idols. When was the last time you got up at 3 o'clock in the morning to pray? But you get up at 1 o'clock and you dress yourself up over there at Target and you standing in the line waiting for your turn not knowing that the same specials are going to be passed on during the day but you fighting people over a TV and over a pair of sneakers that you're going to give away a year from now. You're like, you don't find a pair of sneakers and it'll tax sale for a dollar. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Idolatry. Hatred. How many people are hating others? That's not of God. Especially in this country, we are seeing the country divided over social, economical things and race issue based issues as well. And we need to understand that God is a God for all and for everyone. Amen? God is not a God that's subject up there to a race or a color or a language or an ethic. God is the king of the universe and everything that's under it is subject to him. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn how to love one another. Yes. Outbursts of rage. We're seeing that today more than ever. People fighting over nothing. Fighting over nothing. Getting upset. 
The last time the iPhone, whatever iPhone came out, I don't know what version of it, because I'm still stuck in Samsung, and I'm still paying my $80 a month for three lines, and I still get the same service. I might not get the same pictures, but I don't care about pictures, because I'm not an idol myself. I love God more than I love me. Amen, hallelujah. As long as the text is going through, and the car going through, I'm going to die. Amen. Fighting over a phone. Outbursts in the middles of the streets in New York City and in LA over a phone. I saw a young girl in a cruise in a video. She dropped her phone and fell out. She wanted to jump off the ship. They had to hold her back. You're crazy. Yeah. Jumping in the water for no phone. <laughs> Losing their life over insignificant things that at one point our ancestors didn't even depend on those things. You know how we used to do it back then when we didn't have a phone? We used to send out bird signals. We used to clap at the pigeons. That's how we used to do it. I was in the gang world. You know what I'm saying? I clap a few pigeons, the cops is coming. We used to blow smoke. We used to say, five oh, it's around the corner, drop that. We used to do all kinds of signals and communications to get the word out. Nowadays, if we don't have the latest phone, we have the biggest attitude. Especially our kids. How is it possible that our children ain't working? And they got a better phone. I see a parent give a child. Hallelujah. Come on, man. You got to help me. Give a child a thousand dollar phone while they're using a rotary phone. Are you? Let's leave that there. Selfish ambition. Understand this. This is not the works of the spirit. This is the work of the flesh. There are people in the kingdom of God that are helping God's people with a private agenda. That's not of God. If you're going to help somebody, help them. Nobody needs to know that. That's between you and them. If they want to say it, that's all right. That's that. But don't be boasting about the things that you are doing because you are not showing up to no one, especially God. God will not be mocked. And we as believers cannot fall under that category. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing or your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You do stuff, you let it, you keep it moving. Amen, hallelujah. But today, those roles have been switched. Everything you do has to be posted on Instagram. Has to be posted on Facebook. Why? For self-recognition. I tell people, when we're going out to eat, I don't want you taking no pictures of me. I don't want you taking pictures of me coming out of my car. I don't want you to take pictures of the restaurant. I don't want you to do nothing. I want you to know that this is between you and I, and that's it. Now, I get the motive behind it. Sometimes we want that for memory. But the best memory that you can have in picture is in your mind. Take that with you. Amen? But if you're doing things to boast and show people off, let me tell you something. Most people's profile is more fake than their life. Yeah. And you are all caught up in that. Dang, she bought that car. No, she didn't. She took a picture next to that car. <laughs> I have had people that don't know me say, oh, I seen you on Facebook. You're the pastor from this church. Can I take a picture with you? No, you may not, because I don't know you. Take a picture with me so you can say that you know me. You don't know me. 
and if you knew me, where's my cup of coffee? Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? We got to be careful because the Bible talks about self-ambition, uh, envy, murder, drunkenness. None of this will inherit the kingdom of God. But those who practice the things of God will inherit the kingdom of God. And what are those things that we are to practice? The fruits of the spirits. Let's go quickly to Galatians chapter 5 verse 23. And I'm going to read unto you. Amen. Get your Bibles. Galatians. Galatians chapter 5 verse 23. Amen. This is something that we must know as believers that we must keep in our minds at all times. My Bible's falling apart over here. Can somebody give me their Bible? Amen. Where are you? Come over here. Oh, I, I, I got it here. Just, these scriptures are falling all over the place. Anyhow, let's go. I don't want this, this Bible to fall apart. Amen. Okay. But the, but the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And look at the next line. Against there are so no laws. There are such no laws. In other words, God cannot judge you or condemn you if you are practicing the fruits of the Spirit. That's your report card. That's your report card. Now most people have a problem with loving most people have a problem with joy. Most people have a problem with all of these deeds that, that God requires for us. Spirit, the, the Spirit. Many of us have an argument or, or a discussion against love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Many of us have something against each and every one of those nine Components that make up the Spirit of God. But God has asked us to submit under Him and those spirits will come upon us. Now how do you know that somebody is floating in the Spirit of God? By these nine traits. If any of these traits are missing in you, we have to pray that God will birth them in us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? This is the only way that you can inherit the kingdom of God. This is the only way that you can be effective. I know you want to be a better person. I know that you want to do what's right. But you have to submit yourself to God. And it begins first by you admitting. Every time I wake up, I say, Lord, I'm here. That's the, that's the first thing I say. Dios nos God, I'm here. Right there and then. I allow him to come inside of me. I'm here. Many of us don't say that or don't want to feel that. But then again, we cannot expect other results. You are a product of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? You are a product of you. Now, if any of you today are lacking any of this, ask God. And He is faithful. I know that sometimes in marriages or in relationships we get cold, we lose love, we lose interest. God give me love for this person. God give me, bring back that love for me. Bring it back to me, Lord. God give me that joy. Give me that peace, Lord. 
Let me be, Father dear God, a representative of you on this earth. There's nothing wrong with asking. It's okay to ask. I mess up all the time. I, I, I have said some things in the past and I have done things in the past, but I have asked God for forgiveness. I cleaned myself up, washed my belly, and kept it moving. But if we continue to stay stuck and remain, we can't blame nobody but ourselves. Amen. And today God is calling for the church to be complete, lacking of nothing. You know why many believers today don't last? You know why? Because they don't invest in themselves. They don't. They invest in the things they want, but they don't invest in the things they need. I don't need a thousand dollar phone. I need a better communication with my wife and my daughter. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't need a raise. I need to be raised. Are, are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And these things, believe me when I tell you, are killing you. You, you, you were not born in this earth with the attitude that you have right now. Each and every one that was born was born innocent. Everything that we are is because we picked it along the way. What are some of the things that we have picked up that are killing us? You, you notice that you say to yourself, why am I the way that I am? Am I the only one? Why did I snap the way that I snapped? Why, why did I say that the way I said it? Why did I act that way? Some way around the way or in your mind, there's a twitch. There's a short circuit that is not connecting properly to the right channel. We have to get that fixed. We have to get that fixed. And in order to get that fixed, we got to submit ourselves to God. Lord, have your way in me. I'm not going to snap my neck no more. I ain't going to get mad at the waitress. I'm not going to get mad at my kids. I'm not going to get mad at, at the people that mad at me. No, I'm going to live a life accordingly to the way that you have designed it. I want to live. I want to be free and free indeed. I want to be able to smile. I want to be able to walk and know that everything's working together for my good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. I have practiced that, and that has brought me so much blessing in life that it's not even funny. One time, there was a situation where the waitress brought me the wrong meal. And I said, you know, I understand. Don't worry about it. Everybody in the table was fussing and upset and acting out of character. I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I, I know that the job you do is not an easy job, so I'll just wait for my plate. I waited. After she brought my plate, the manager came from the store and said, that plate is on us. Amen. Now, everybody else was more heated than what they previously <laughs> Oh, what you mean? No, I can't eat that free. Let me tell you something. Your attitude gives you an opportunity for gratitude. And we have to connect ourselves. So I don't know how many of you are, you are here today who are listening to the word of God. If you are, lift up your hands and stand up right there where you are. Amen. Amen. And we are praying for you from this distance. Amen. We're not far from each other.